There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Movember Radio. I'm Osher Ginsberg. This is a weekly podcast focusing on men's health and the issues that men face today. You can find us on Facebook just searching for Movember. You can find old episodes at SoundCloud and in iTunes and, of course, at MovemberRadio.com. Movember is a community of over 5 million men and women all around the world who are passionate about changing the face of men's health. And each week we speak with someone from that community. Today, we're going to be talking with Johnny Benjamin. Johnny is a mental health campaigner who spends his time visiting schools, universities, prisons, hospitals, and corporations talking about his experience. In 2008, Johnny made his way to a bridge over the River Thames and was about to jump before a stranger stepped in to talk him back from the brink. That experience led to a personal transformation for Johnny and a television documentary about that moment, which has now been viewed by over 300 million people online. Johnny spends as much time as he can trying to change perceptions towards mental health problems and inspiring people who are experiencing them with the message that it can get better. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Johnny Benjamin. How are you today, Johnny? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm good, man. You're uh, talking yeah. to us from the Movember offices in London right now. Mm-hmm. Can you tell the folks listening what you, uh, what you do with yourself over there in the UK? Yeah, sure. So I am, I guess I'm seen as a kind of uh, mental health campaigner and I um, go into schools and universities, hospitals, prisons, uh, corporations and and give talks about mental health, uh, trying to encourage people to talk and um, just show them as well that it gets better, you know, Uh, because, you know, for me, you know, I've I've got, I've got, I've got mental health issues, but um, Things have got better over the years, you know, um, and that's that's the message that I'm trying to get out there that you know you can overcome anything, really. Um, yeah, it's possible. It's possible. How old were you when, you know, I'm sure you got shuttled around from one doctor to the next before someone actually sat your folks down and said, "Well, here's what's going on." Well, to be honest, I was I was sort of keeping it to myself. I didn't really tell tell my parents, tell my friends, because because uh, I was really embarrassed. What was happening? Um, well, so when I was 10, from the age of 10, I started hearing a voice in my head. And uh, I also ha- started having delusions. I started, uh, you probably know the film The Truman Show. 
um, with Jim Carrey. So I, I started to believe that I was in my own version of, of the Truman Show, and it's quite a common thing um, now. So, so I had this since I was 10, and, and when I was 16, I started to get very depressed. Um, the voice in my head became what I thought was the devil and um, started to control me and, and um, kind of torment me and, and um, yeah I kept it all I kept it all closed because I was I was ashamed and, and embarrassed and um, I just thought you know uh, I, I went off to university and I thought that I would just um, it would just all go it would just it would just suddenly go one day and of course it didn't it just got worse and it just got to the point where um, I had a I had a breakdown and uh, I ended up on a on a bridge in in central London about to jump um, and I was really unwell and uh, it was a massive shock massive shock to uh, to everyone because you know you put on this mask and, and um, yeah uh, no one knew no one knew um, and, and and this is what's happening you know this is what's happening particularly for men um, just we, we all put on this mask we don't we don't show our, our vulnerability. Um, and what's really going on underneath. Um, and that's what's causing so many, unfortunately, so many suicides, I think. I mean, going through high school like that, not only you're a teenager, I mean, things are already weird, you know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're getting hair in weird places and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> you, you say you were experiencing delusions. So were you aware that this stuff was abnormal or were you convinced that it was happening no I was I was just convinced that it was it was really true you know I thought that everyone heard a voice in their heads so uh, I just uh, thought it was normal um, and as for the delusions well I just thought I thought I was on my own version of the Truman Show and I, I just there was no doubts about it I knew where all the cameras were um, that were following me and you know I knew that everyone in my life wasn't real I'm a fan friends um it was all set up around me i was there's no question about it it wasn't a delusion i was just convinced it was true that's a really interesting point because a lot of folks when they look at someone with a mental health issue they're looking at them with a healthy brain trying to understand how this person because they're, they're thinking that that person also has a healthy brain they may not realize that that person's ability to perceive reality mm. is being affected mm. you know it's really sad um a lot of people with mental illness, they just get written off, you know, as kind of um, uh, just just that they're, they're, they're no use, they're no use. Um, the most, often the most kind of um, creative and, and talented people um, have, uh, have mental health issues. And, um, you know, I, as I said, I go around hospitals and I go chat to, to people and they're just written off. Um, you know, they're seen as kind of um, people are scared of them. It's a lot of fear. That's what it is, fear. Um, especially in, in in the society, you know, if you're not perceived as normal, um, if you're like an anomaly, it's, it's you're just cast off. You know, people don't people don't have the time of day for you, and they don't want to understand. Um, and a lot of people are being let down. It's really sad. What would you say to people listening who? might never have realised that folks who are in that situation absolutely 100% have no reason to believe that the things that they're seeing aren't real. What would you say to these people about, you know, what would it take to have them not write somebody like that off? 
Um, I guess to, to try and think of it as no different to a uh, physical illness, really, like uh, heart disease or like cancer or um, anything like that. You know, the brain's an organ, um, just like, you know, the heart or, or the liver or the stomach. Um, to, to look at it like that, to look at it as something that, you know, just like the heart or the liver or whatever, you, you can't control the way that it, 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 it acts. You know, sometimes it becomes off balance, sometimes... Um, it needs a bit of help, a bit of treatment to, to get it, you know, um, right again. And it's no different to the brain. And um, But we look at mental illness as something, something completely different, you know. Um, and really, it's not. It's not. Uh, and that's what's causing, I think, pe- people, as I said before, people are really scared of it. Um, but, you know, if people just understood that it was, it's, it's, it's something that you can't control and just something that... Um, you know, it's, it's no different to those other organs. I think, I think, hopefully, maybe it would change people's mindsets or the way they view mental illness. Because um, yeah, there's a lot of misunderstanding, a lot of misconceptions yeah. around mental illness. You mentioned that you went through that you had a breakdown, and that must have been very, very horrid to to find yourself on on a bridge in, in London. Clearly, something happened. Um, mm-hmm. How did you get out of that? Well, I was um, so I was on the edge of this bridge, and um, basically, this this stranger just approached me and started talking to me. And uh, at first, I I just I didn't want to engage, and I was just like, "Leave me alone, and just let me get on with this." But um, he was really persistent, and um, I I turned to look at him eventually, and, and you know, when, he, when I started to engage, he, he asked me loads of questions like where I was from and. Um, you know, how I was feeling and stuff and eventually you know I started to engage and I turned to look at him and he was another young guy um, just like me and he was clearly on his way to work and um, yeah it was yeah, I think it was it helped that it was another young guy you know he had that connection um, and the real turning point was when he goes to me um, you know I, I really think that you can get better um because when you're in that place, you know, it's just, you've just got no hope or, or faith left in yourself. Um, and so for someone else to come along, like a, a complete stranger, and, and say to me, oh, I believe in you, it's, um, it's really simple, and yet, you know, that's, that's what it took. Um, someone to, to believe in me and say that it will get better, because no one was telling me that. Um, and that's what changed my mind that day. I was like, oh, well, you know, Maybe there is another way. Maybe, maybe he's right. You know, maybe, maybe, um, maybe I can get better. You know, if, if he believes in me, then you know, um, maybe I can do it. It's so simple. But. What was your first move? How did did you go to a doctor? Did you go to a hospital? Well, the thing was, I was actually I was in hospital at the time, um, so I'd ended up having a breakdown and I'd I'd become psychotic. Uh, I was twenty. I was in my last year of university, and I just. It just got to the point where I'd become psychotic. I, I now believe that the devil was completely possessing me and I went onto a, a busy road um, near where I live and um, just ran, was running down the middle of it, like, out, just out of control, really unwell. And so I was put into a hospital and um, I ended up running away because I just thought I'll never, ever be able to get better. And um, like I was saying before, I thought that people had written me off. It was like, well you know you're going to have to be in here for a long time and you're going to have to all, all your chances of having a job and a family you know they're diminished and um, 
it's like, you know, what's the point of going on, really? I felt like a burden to uh, people around me, and I just, I just thought I'd never get better, so I ran away from the hospital. And uh, that's when I went to the bridge. Um, and as soon as I got off the edge of the bridge, he, he helped me off the edge of the bridge eventually, and we were going to go for a coffee. Um, but there was, a, there was a police car and there was an ambulance waiting for me. <laughs> and the police like charged out, and, and I, tried to, I tried to get back over the edge of the bridge. I was like, I'm not going back with the police. I don't want to, I just want to, I want to be with someone that understands me. Um, so I tried to, I tried to get back over and, and this guy, this stranger grabbed me and stopped me. And then he handed me over to the police and, and there was kind of a, um, you know, I, I ends up in handcuffs and I got taken away in sections. Um, and I, they, they took me back to the hospital that I'd run away from. But the difference now was that I had I had hope, you know, yeah. just from this simple interaction with the stranger. He'd, he'd given me hope. Uh, and, you know, it was tough, but that's what I needed to, to kind of see me through, and it did. It did. What was the... Now, folks, this you've obviously painted a... I can't thank you enough that the story, the picture you've painted has... I mean, even anybody without any experience of mental illness will be able to relate and understand how, how painful it is. You can hear it in your voice, but... Clearly, you did get better and a lot better. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. was, where did that process start? And you said that hope was the first little light, yeah, but yeah, that can't was, get you through. Was... You've got to kind of realize, I guess, that it's bigger than you and you need doctors and you might need medication and you might, you've got mm. to commit to, to working at it every day, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, hope, hope was the first stage and it's a big stage, actually. Just having hope that you can get better is a massive part of recovery I think um, and that started the day that I met this stranger um, and from then on it was it was treatment it was it was medication and it was talking therapy and lots of other things like um, discovering mindfulness as well um, and, and doing meditation and uh, doing loads of walking hiking running like exercise changing my whole lifestyle um, and uh, it took years it, it, it took years and you know I still today um, you know it's a struggle um, but uh, you know you just got to keep going you just got to keep persevering really um, yeah it's you know you go through up and downs you go through up and downs last year I had a had a relapse and I ended up back in hospital but I'll never get to the stage that I got to when I was 20, when I was on that bridge, because I know now that I can, you know, I can overcome it, no matter how, how low the lows are, mm. um, you, to know that you can, you, you've been there, you've done it before, you, you can do it again, that's, that's what you've got to remember. Um, and I'm, I'm really lucky, I'm a, I'm a really positive person, um, and having that positivity is, is, is key, you know, just knowing that you can always, always overcome it. It's, yeah, makes all the difference. Do you find, mate, that you know once you recognise what it is, knowing the triggers, knowing the signs, knowing yeah. the action that you need to take, does that make you feel kind of safer, knowing that it's yeah. never going to get that bad again? Yeah, it does. It does. You know, it, it really does. I know the triggers. Last um, <clears throat> the last month's been quite difficult. I've noticed triggers. I've noticed uh, things building up. You know. Um, I get, you know, more anxious, more more delusions. Um, uh, yeah, I know, I know my triggers, and I know now, like I've I've gone straight back to to doing more mindfulness, more meditation, getting out, doing more running, um, 
going back to see a therapist, you know, I know now to put stuff in place as soon as those things happen. Uh, I've got the tools, I've got the tools that, that, that kind of I need. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm lucky, I'm really lucky that I've got that. Not, not everyone has that, not everyone... Uh, you know, some people, unfortunately, still... Again, I, I chat to lots of people and, and some people just can't come to terms with it. And until you come to terms with it and uh, accept, which is really hard, accept that, you know, this is this is something that you have um, and, and, and um, you know, there are ways to, to deal with it, you know. Um, once you start accepting that and, and, and then you can get on get on with things I think yeah I laugh I laugh because I have to laugh every time because I did I did the personally I did the classic I did the well if I don't take the meds then I don't have what I need the meds for (laughs) so then I'll get it'll be far (laughs) yeah yeah oh yeah I know didn't work out I can promise you that (laughs) and I know that I know that I understand those you know um who, who wants to take meds who wants to take meds no, no one does. No one does. No one wants to take meds. No one wants to have treatment and see a therapist. Of course, you know, I get it. It's, it's breaking that shame, you know, the, sh- the shame around taking meds and seeing a therapist. And having a, a condition, it's, it's um, yeah, it's still a lot of stigma. carries a lot of stigma. Mate, right now, as we speak, my girlfriend's grandfather is sitting at my dinner table. Mm. The man's a diabetic. Mm. He has to alter his lifestyle mm. so yeah, he doesn't sure. die. All right. It's not something he was born with. It developed over his life. Mm, All right. Mm, mm. I'd I'd like to find. I'd like to see a day where it's looked at just the same thing. He didn't ask for it. No. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, it turned up. He makes some, you know, here's some things he can't do anymore. But mm. he makes some concessions and he takes action and he's a healthy, he's 80, mm. still got 10 fingers wow. and toes. He's mm. killing it. Yeah, I know that's the thing. That's, again, going back to what you were saying before about, you know, writing people off and looking at people differently. Until we see, you know, something like mental illness as the same as diabetes, you know, just things aren't, aren't going to change. We, we need to look at them as the same, you know, the way, the way we look at them, the way we manage them. Because they're, they're no different. As you said, you know, um, he didn't ask. He didn't ask for diabetes. He, he, he got it. It's something he got and something that he has to manage. Um, but people don't, you know, there's no, there's not there's not as much shame or, or stigma around something like diabetes. You know, people are like, oh, diabetes, yeah, fine. It's not something that's going to, you know, 
bar you from getting a job or, or you know, whereas mental illness... Uh, you can sit in a staff meeting and inject yourself with insulin and no one will blink. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but if I say, listen, I just need to take the afternoon off. Exactly. It's so true. You know, it's so true. It's so true. It's, 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 it's seen as so different. And again, it comes back to that fear, I think. Yeah. You know, it's, it's real fear around around it you know um and that's not helped by things like the media um a lack of of people talking about it you know people i think more people are talking about it now but there's still a long way to go yeah you know um still still a long way to go did you ever did you ever find the bloke that uh, helped you off the bridge i did i did yeah so um last year last january january 2015 i launched a campaign to find this guy um, because basically I wanted to raise awareness of, of suicide. Uh, you know, in this country, uh, suicide takes 17 lives every day. And, um, you know, it's now the biggest killer in this country of men under 50. Um, and, and the rates have, have risen. And, you know, we need, to, we need to talk about it. And this is a way to get people talking about it, you know, um, and show a positive, a positive story that you can overcome suicidal thoughts and feelings and a way to do that was to launch this campaign to find the guy I didn't think we'd find him I was like well you know it could be anywhere it could be I thought it could be in Australia uh, you know he could have he could have gone anywhere in the world but it was amazing like launch this campaign on social media and it just it just went uh, it just went nuts it just kind of started trending in, in different countries around the world started being shared um, I think it was seen by they estimated the whole campaign was seen by 300 million people wow. around the world I know and yeah two weeks into the campaign he comes forward he sees it on Facebook and he comes forward and he says that's me and it was it was incredible it was incredible uh, to be reunited with him um, and we made a documentary uh, around, around, around the campaign and around finding him um, which we know has saved lives because people have written in to say watching this has stopped me from taking my, my own life which is um, which is unbelievable you know um, and we're now good friends you know he, he, he's a personal trainer and um, he me and him we're, we're working together on a project because we're combining his love of physical health physical personal training with my kind of passion for mental health because there's a link between the two that people don't often address you know good physical health good mental health and, and we're trying to work on that um, the whole thing is just still blows my mind, really. You know, it really does. What is his? What are his recollections of the day? He, he remembers it really vividly. You know, I've got a poor recollection. You know, it's kind of blocked, I guess, from my mind. But you know, he was just. He he, he says to me, he would. There was nowhere I was going to jump as soon as he, because it was a busy Monday morning in the in the city of London, and and he saw me from like across the other side of the bridge. And he was like, as soon as he saw me on the edge of the bridge, he was like, I'm not going to let this guy jump. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop him. And he did, obviously he did. Um, and he remembers uh, one of the first things we discovered is that we grew up like 10 minutes from each other. So we had that connection. Um, and uh, for him, you know, he was just like, for him it was just like having a, a normal conversation. You know, he didn't, he, it, wasn't, it wasn't a, he, he didn't put a big weight on it, you know what I mean? It just for him, it was just a, a simple kind of conversation they'd have with a friend. That's what he says. You know, it wasn't. You know, he didn't make it a big deal. It's just like you know, how are you? You, you know, you want to talk about this? You know, oh, it's all right. Don't worry. You know, people go through things like this. It's just really kind of 
simple words um just just you know friendly friendly simple words and 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 yeah that's, that's what made all the difference but you know he used to go walk on that same bridge every single day and he always wondered what happened you know I was taken away by the police and never never knew what happened so he he was just amazed you know when when the camp when he saw it on facebook he was like wow like is this true like oh, it's unbelievable yeah what would you say to people who are listening and maybe some things that we've talked about they can relate to? What would you say to people who, who maybe haven't got help yet or might feel a similar shame that you described? Well, I'd say, you know, it's, it's, first of all, it's okay. It's okay. You know, suicidal thoughts and feelings are so common. They're really common, but we just don't talk about them. Or, or feelings of, you know... Um, whatever it is, feeling really low, feeling really anxious, uh, whatever it is, or seeing and hearing things on there, they're so common, but we just don't talk about them. Uh, you, you know, you feel like the only person in the world going through it when, you, when you're going through it, but really it's, 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 it's a very common thing. And I would say, you know, um, write it all down. That's, that's what helps me is, you know, just writing it all down. And either like in a, just, you know, like a diary or even a letter. Sometimes a letter helps. Like you write a letter to the person that you really want to, talk to about this and it just helps build your confidence to to go and maybe talk to that person and then ultimately it is about talking so you know there's so many different kind of routes that you can go down it could be a friend family member a doctor um or even like there's so many helplines out there you know and i've used helplines like the, i don't know if you guys have got the samaritans we go all over the world and pretty much on the november website in each country there's, oh, there's yeah. these resources there's there's a helpline pretty much in every country november operates Cool. Yeah, there is. There is exactly. And you know what? Like, I've used these helplines so many times, and and um, you know, the first time I used helpline, I remember putting the phone down straight away. I was just too embarrassed. I just couldn't talk. But um, you know, I eventually I, I did. I started to to use them and to open up, and they're just there to listen and and, and not to judge, and and to support. And they, oh, it's such a weight off your shoulders when you can talk you know when you can open up it's, it's, it's such a relief and when you especially when it comes to like suicidal thoughts and feelings it's like just talking about them helps to kind of alleviate them a bit um just just because they're not all inside of you you know you you, you release them you, you you get them out of your system um it really does help it really does help because suicidal thoughts and feelings they're just temporary you know that's that's what you got they're so intense so intense when you're in that moment but it's just temporary and just by talking about it, it can it can absolutely alleviate them. And there's people out there 24 seven to, to listen, you know, to, to talk to you. That's that's the thing that when uh, you know, I, I I can only speak from my own experience mm. is that it's almost like one of the symptoms of having really intense thoughts is that your brain confuses it for a permanent situation. Mm, mm, that's right. That's right. It does. Yeah, it does. Um, when you're in that moment, it feels like this is going to last a lifetime. It really does. Um, and you see that the only way out is, unfortunately, to, to you know, end it, end the pain. But um, it's, it's, that's, that's absolutely not the case, you know. Um, uh, I've been there and I've been through it and I've got through it. And there's so many people that have, you know, so many kind of, um, I guess, survivors, you know, that... that, that, that have been through it and, and have got through those those intense intense dark really dark periods um but it's it's all temporary it's all temporary um it passes it absolutely passes you know ne- never lasts 
Never lost. To hear someone like you who has absolutely been there in a high-profile way say that mm-hmm. with such conviction, uh, it certainly gives me great, you know, great comfort, uh, as mm-hmm. painful as those situations can be, to, mm-hmm. just to hear you say that, just to guarantee, look, it passes. Mm-hmm. Is, it does. Is, it does. It really does. And that's what... I know, but it's hard, though, in the moment. It's so hard, you know, I think back to, to being in those moments. And it's, it's so hard to... You're in a kind of bubble. It's so hard to get out yeah. of it, you know, sometimes. It's just yeah. you're so trapped. Um, but that's why we need more recovery stories, you know. Yeah. Like, like in the same way that we have for, for cancer, you know, people stand up and say, I beat cancer. We need more people to come out and say, you know, oh, I, I, I beat depression or, or I, I overcame those suicidal thoughts and feelings. We need, we need more people like that yeah. to show that, you know, does get better. Well, that's why we've got you on the show, mate. That's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned physical activity and meditation. Now, you, mm. and you, you you seem to mention these right up there with medication mm. and talk therapy. Yeah. Talk talk to me about what role, particularly physical activity. Uh, let's start with that. What role does that mm. have if you're having a kind of a crappy day? Oh uh, well, I mean. There's a science behind it as well because it releases endorphins and, you know, kind of, um, which is good for the brain. So there is a science behind it. But just, you know, just getting out there. Because, I mean, sometimes I've been, I've been, there have been days when I just can't get out of bed. Um, but just getting out of bed and just going for a little walk around the block, just, oh, it just, it gets you out of that situation, you know. Like I was saying before about feeling trapped, it gets you out of that. Um, but when I can go for, like, longer periods of exercise like running or or hiking oh man it just it really does make all the difference um you just feel good you know you can't you can't help but feel feel good when i'm running you know um just you just get sudden bursts i don't know for me personally i get sudden burst of like oh this is this is good you know i feel all right i feel i feel all right for even if it's a split second of feeling oh that's what for me that's what it's all about is finding those moments of peace of mind you know um, that's like meditation for me it's, it's all about finding those because even when like it's a really difficult period um, just to know that you can find those little moments of, of having peace of mind is, is it makes all the difference it really does um, if I knew that I'd never ever be able to find those light moments again those, those moments of peace then I don't know um, it would be really really tough but I know that I can I know that it's possible you know they're, they're accessible either through meditation or running or hiking wherever it is it's accessible You're, speaking of accessible I mean pretty much regardless of I mean d- despite the obvious pretty much everyone is hopefully able to walk around the block no matter what mm. level of fitness mm-hmm. um, yeah. that you have what mm. is an what's an entry point into meditation that is as as easy to access um, well for me I, I got a Basically, it was on, when I was in hospital, when I was 20, the first time I was in hospital, uh, I wasn't talking. I didn't, I didn't talk. I was too embarrassed to talk. And a therapist pulled me to one side and she said to me, have you ever heard of mindfulness? And I said, uh, no, no, I don't know. Uh, and she said, I want you to get this CD. It's called Mindfulness for Beginners. And so I did. And I lay on my shelf for years and I was just like, this isn't going to help me. But... Um, I um I tried it. One day I just had enough. I just had enough and I was just like, I need to do I need to do something to get out of the state that I'm in. And I tried the C D and it blew my mind. Like um it was just a simple ten minute mindfulness. 
practice of uh, it's called an eating meditation so you you eat it's just raisins or you can do chocolate you eat it really slowly really mindfully so like you know using all your senses like touch and smell and taste really mindful um eating and i did this to exercise for 10 minutes and i'll never ever forget i went to the bathroom to, to wash my hands i turned the tap on and for the first time ever i remember just hearing the water like go into the sink and go down the park and i turned the tap off and it was just silence in my head. And that was the first time ever. Like, there'd been nothing in my head. And I was like, what? Like, this is amazing. Like, wow. You know, it's just a simple 10-minute exercise of tuning into yourself. Like, all your senses can, can bring that sort of level of peace of mind. It's just unbelievable. And there's chocolate involved? I mean. Yeah. <laughs> there is chocolate, yeah. Um, exactly. It's, it's, good. it's all good. It's all good. Chocolate, um, yeah. You know, what, what's, what's there not to like, really? Extraordinary. Um, Johnny, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's been fantastic to speak with you today. Just before we wrap up, what well, we always ask our interview, uh, interviewees the same, same couple of questions. So mm. uh, let me ask you this. What, what do you appreciate most in your friends? That they support me through, through, through anything, really, you know, in different ways. So last year when I had a relapse, I went back into hospital over Christmas and they bought me this, uh, this Lego set, a massive Lego set to build a camper van. And then when you're in hospital, especially over Christmas, there's nothing to do. And wow, that got me through that time, like building this Lego set. I was so appreciative of them doing this gesture. So it's, it's the way the ways they support me in different ways, either through through words or through you know whatever it is. It's, it's the support is just unconditional. It's always there. It's amazing. I'm so lucky. And what would you if you could pick up your cell phone and and call mm. up 18 year old you? What would you tell him? <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> where do I start? Um, that it's okay. That it's okay to to struggle. You know, um, I never got that message in school. No one ever said to me. Uh, it's, it's all right. It's all right to feel this way. So I wish, um, I wish I could, you know, and I'd, I'd go into schools now and I'd say to them, uh, it's all right, you know, it's fine if, you, if you're struggling. And I wish I could have told, I wish I could tell my 18-year-old self that. Because it would, yeah. Mate, it's been magnificent to speak with you today. I can't thank yeah, you enough too. for your time, buddy. No, thank, thank you as well, because this is such an important issue and, and to know, I want people to know that you can, over, you can overcome any adversity in life. There's a, when I was in hospital the first time, my friend sent me a quote, just a text, she sent me a text saying, fall down seven times, stand up eight. And I was like, yeah, do you know what, I can do this. Like, you know, it's possible. No matter how many times you fall down, you can get back up again. And that's what people need to know, you know, always get back up again. That was Johnny Benjamin. If you liked the episode, uh, please leave a comment and a rating in iTunes. It really helps us out. That's where you can hear all the other episodes and subscribe to this podcast. You can also find us in SoundCloud at MovemberRadio.com and get us on Facebook by searching for Movember. Thank you so much for listening. This episode of Movember Radio was produced by myself, Osher Ginsberg, with Molly Hindman and Lavanya Nagendran. Uh, audio production on this show was by Daryl Misson and music was by Toe Hider. Thanks for listening. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.